WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Wednesday, December 6th. It is indeed Kale and Company right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app and, of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube as we head until 10 o'clock this morning. 855-839-1210, the phone number, Twitter and Instagram, at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Dawn Stenzlin with the news, Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board, Anthony Dorenzo and Phil Almquist, our associate producers. Middle of the week, a hump day edition of the show, as Tony Bruno will join us live from Florida this morning, coming up at 825 on a day in which we will react a little bit to Trump's town hall last night on Fox and preview the fourth Republican primary debate tonight from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, which Megan Kelly will moderate on News Nation. Dawn, good morning. How are you? Drill, baby, drill. Good morning. That sounds like a dictator comment. <laughs> um, we cannot have this happen. We need to ensure that Joe runs again. In 24. Gregory. Yeah, everybody's making a big deal out of that comment. Yeah. Actually, what he said, he said something different last night that I'm not going to give away because yeah. we'll play the audio um, uh, later that I think is more newsworthy. That's making no news. Of course. <laughs> so of course. 7.45, we will get to that. There's one, there's one thing he said that is not making news that should be. Well, that's kind of what we do on this yeah. show. We set the tone. We set the table, we set the trends, and then, I don't know, shows like The Five start stealing our topics. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever, I watch it. By the way, can I see, say something real fast at the top here? I I, I, um, I was reading an article in the New York Times about um, Spotify and how they're, you know, cutting a bunch of jobs. Yeah. What's in there, what's in that is that they are kind of, you know, everybody in 2019 went all in on podcasts. Mm-hmm. This, this company included. Everybody's got a podcast. And... Slowly, slowly, all of these companies are walking it back. Mm-hmm. They are realizing that podcasting, <laughs> it's not as lucrative as they thought it would it's be. It's not profitable. <laughs> Spotify had just canceled two really um, popular podcasts. Mm-hmm. And in it, in, in the article, they say something that's super interesting to me. That they said that it's 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 not these seasonal or every couple months or every you know once a week. It's the daily stuff mm-hmm. that people are consuming. So, and I was like, hey, you know what that is? It's freaking radio. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Video killed the radio star. I was told. Yeah. Uh, satellite radio was going to kill terrestrial radio. Yep. And podcasts were going to kill radio. Yep. And yet here we are. Here we are. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail the show at 6.04, but I I just, I I wanted to get that off my chest because it is, like, people are like, what's the next big thing? You know what the next big thing is? It's been the next big thing for a hundred years. It's it's broadcast radio. Spoken word. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My lord. What a concept. 
We got a good show for you today. If Stalker's that loaded at 603, <laughs> I don't even want to know what the cut sheet will be oh, like. It's, it is jam-packed today, dude. All right. Uh, we got a big take on more uh, victories in the courts when it comes to free speech, the First Amendment. We will also, in the 9 o'clock hour, look at the 14th Amendment based on what is going on in Portland, Oregon with schools. Very interesting story there uh, when it comes to the Equal Protection Clause, which might officially be dead. Uh, we'll get to that. We've got some polling numbers to get to. We're going to preview the fourth primary tonight. Very interesting story in Montgomery County with mail-in ballots. Uh, my home county, where I reside now, where I might have to blow a gasket on. Uh, also, Ron DeSantis now apparently has a million dollars in the state budget to fight college football playoff committee decisions. <laughs> Scott Town, you you want to talk about wasting time and money. Uh, Good God. Um, And also, Gen Z, a major pain in the butt. We'll get to these stories, but let's get to the pertinent news that matters. 605 right here in our listening area, the great Dawn Stensland. 39 degrees this Wednesday morning, December 6th. We are sponsored this morning by Joseph Anthony Retreat Spa and Salon. So the Macy's Center City Philadelphia store, the scene of a deadly stabbing this week, is expected to reopen sometime today. Expected to reopen. We're watching that very carefully as new details swirl around what happened and we're learning new information. So this is the mother of that murder victim, the security guard who was fatally stabbed at the Macy's in Center City Monday, 11 a.m. She's speaking out about her son had an incredible work ethic, and she also said he had a really dry sense of humor, which explains in part why I think we heard right away how much the coworkers of 27-year-old Eric Harrison, <clears throat> how much they adored him. Yeah, yeah, just tragic. Her name's Dawn Fobbs. Uh, she said her son was the love of, you know, just the, the a bright light in her life, how much she loved him. It's really a devastating story. She She learned this, that her son was stabbed to death while working and by the way he went to work on monday morning after working overnight at the post office so this was somebody who worked multiple jobs was saving up money and um like i say was was just beloved it was a routine shoplifter if you will um who was trying to steal these hats who did was stealing the hats harrison then followed the company policy according to what we're being told and when the man then gave back the merchandise, the hats that he was stealing, then the man went on his way. What nobody expected was that suspect, who we're learning a lot about as well, returned 13 minutes later with a knife, fatally stabbing Harrison and injuring his 23-year-old co-worker, who, by the way, was trying to help, was, was trying to intercede because they were friends. Yeah. You know, it's bad enough that you have to work retail at any point in your life, but imagine working an overnight shift and then going to work retail. And also, like in this day and age with police, you know, you're always on high alert. Will I get be able to get off my shift at the end of the night and go home alive? Now imagine th- I never thought we would get to the point where you had to worry about that as a retail security guard where your life could be at risk over hats. Over hats. Hats. And so he was um according to and I know DA Larry Krasner and multiple different agencies law enforcement agencies holding that big news conference yesterday identifying more about 30-year-old Tyrone Tunnell who tried to escape on the subway then was uh, caught soon after afterwards at the Somerset station 
by SEPTA police. And so a lot of praise, at least in the aftermath, for all the different law enforcement, Philadelphia Police, SEPTA, many different law enforcement officers uh, coming in and working together to catch this very armed and dangerous guy who, as we're learning more about that rap sheet, oh yeah, had multiple charges across not just Philadelphia, but Bucks County, Delaware County, and Montgomery County as well. He had warrants out. He had bench yeah. warrants. Uh, Mark Fusetti put up a video yesterday with a great breakdown of all the charges and all the stuff that this guy had pending. This guy, another guy that should not have been on the streets. Yeah, so he's charged with murder, attempted murder, aggravated assault, and the list goes on of all of these different charges. But Harris's mom speaking out, talking about her son, Frankfurt High graduate, Philly kid through and through, love the Eagles, leaves behind three younger sisters, asked for prayer. And she also was thanking the other victim, Christian Mitchell, his good friend, who's in the hospital still, suffering those stab wounds to his face, to his arm, because Christian Mitchell did try to step in, did try his best to save his friend. Mm, it's terrible. just so sad. Yeah. So uh, I know we'll talk more about that. And, and like I say, Krasner, many city officials speaking out about this one as well. Um, other news of the day, we do have uh, the jury continues deliberations in the federal embezzlement trial of former Philadelphia labor leader John Doherty. We've got that going on. We also have a string of thefts in Delaware County and some warnings going on about these same repeat offenders. So uh, Kia and Hyundai vehicles have are very easy to steal, the older ones, if, or if you haven't gotten yours fixed. So Yadenborough Police Department in Delco posting surveillance video of this group of suspects, juveniles, they believe are underage, and they're going through, rummaging through cars, breaking into these vehicles, sometimes stealing them. So they're putting that warning out in Delaware County. But these cars, we continue to report on this. They might as well, if you if you own a Kia or a Hyundai, you might as well just have like a personalized license plate that says, steal me. <laughs> Stop. I mean, seriously, it's like they're, they're so in demand for the, the criminals. Not even trying to stop the steal. I mean, not even trying to stop the steal. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. That was well played. Other headlines today. We have um, we have SAG-AFTRA members approving that deal that ended the strike. That's going on. We have, I know at one point we touched on this over the past month, but those officers in New Jersey captured uh, some wild pigs on the loose. We have a wild pig problem apparently in South Jersey. Some really hysterical, bizarre stories. And, of course, making national headlines as our Penn president, Liz McGill, as well as other Ivy League presidents testifying yesterday, as well as some of the victims of the anti-Semitism that's happening mm-hmm. here in our area at UPenn, as well as across the country. Powerful testimony. I, I have all the audio coming up at 7. Yeah. Okay. And you, and know, it, you know what the solution is? It's not enough to hit them with the big donors where the big donors stop giving the money. Those institutions, as wealthy as they are, they do receive federal funding. You want to hit them, you want to give them a double whammy, withdraw that federal funding from those schools. Watch how quickly they change their tune. And to your point, Nick, that's what they face in all of these different, the feds are investigating, there are civil, there are all kinds of civil lawsuits, and that is one of the things they face, although, will you really... Do you really think that's going to happen? Mm, probably not. It's so interesting to see that even Biden and Shapiro are calling out anti-Semitism. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's just it's it's so sad that we can't as yep. a as a collective agree on this one thing. I, like, I, it's I, unbelievable. I'm blown away that Harvard is one of the most restrictive universities for free speech. 
yet they haven't condemned hate speech towards Jewish students. Yeah, I know. Let that let that marinate over your brain this morning. I know. Well, and I think we all thought of when when the Harvard you know president was speaking, talking about we believe in free speech at Harvard, and I think all of us here thought of Riley Gaines, yeah, who's been on your show, you know, but on your show, and uh, she, by the way, also testified. I know you'll get to that as well. You know, you know, we should give a Joseph Anthony Retreat Spawn Salon gift card to me, Riley Gaines, <laughs> oh. Riley. Yeah. <laughs> She doesn't Greg. need it. She's yeah. fine. She looked pretty good yesterday in that leather coat. I got to tell you. Yeah, she's yeah. she's so I fit. Yeah. I need it. I didn't really pay attention to what she said. I was just watching. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. Well, Greg Stalker needs Joseph Anthony <laughs> Retreat Spa and Salon. The secret to finishing your holiday shopping: three locations: Glen Mills, Springfield, Center City, at the Lowe's Hotel. Visit in person or online. JosephAnthony.com. Gift cards are available. That's JosephAnthony.com. The forecast, real quick here today. As I've been saying, we're quite chilly. We're in the the upper 40s today for Wednesday, tomorrow for Thursday. However, that warm up starts for your Friday. And a spring-like warm-up, really weird, in Alberta Clipper is clipping across the country. And Canada. <laughs> I know, right? Don't you? Hey. Hey. What's here comes, that? Here comes a clipper. <laughs> so um, so over the weekend, on your Saturday, sun, some clouds, very mild, 58 degrees for your Saturday. And then Sunday, 61 degrees, but with rain, some rain and high, very high winds. We're talking 50-mile-an-hour winds for Sunday, a heads up on that one. But for today, it's actually 45 degrees today for the high. This is Kalen Company News Live. All right, Don, thank you very much. 614, middle of the week as we get to a midweek big take. The big take on Kalen Company. Uh, the big take this morning, a couple of big dubs in two courts for the First Amendment. You know, the First Amendment has never been such a hotly contested and debated subject as it has been recently in 2023 in the United States. Many of the free speech stories coming from big tech censorship, but also from the right to protest, specifically with regards to the Middle East war between Israel and Hamas. Certainly other elements of the Bill of Rights have been at the forefront, ranging from the Second Amendment to even the 14th Amendment, which we will get to later on in Kale and Company. But today we will focus on two victories for free speech in two different courts, both at a federal level and within the Supreme Court of the United States. And we will also touch on Ted Cruz and his fight to save AM radio in cars with the latest update with that story that impacts all of us right here this morning. But let me start with an update on a story that we featured in a big take about a month ago. You might recall the name Douglas Mackey. Well, on Monday, a federal court halted the prison sentence for Douglas Mackey, who was convicted earlier this year of election interference for posting memes that mocked Hillary Clinton voters to cast their ballot via text during the 2016 presidential election. Mackey was accused of a, quote, scheme to deprive individuals of their constitutional right to vote, end quote. After a Twitter account that he ran under the handle Ricky Vaughn posted memes in the lead-up to the election. In October, Judge Ann Donnelly of Federal District Court in Brooklyn sentenced Mackey to seven months in prison, a $15,000 fine, and two years probation. However, Judge Omar Williams of the Second Circuit Court of Appeals reportedly overruled the appellate court in granting a motion for bond pending appeal. That according to Mackey on Monday, quote, 
This ruling is huge because it means that the appeals court decided that my appeal presents substantial and debatable issues of law that, if resolved in my favor, will result in my conviction being vacated, Mackey said on Twitter. The prosecution, on the other hand, argued that my appeal was frivolous and that this was a typical election crime and a case just like any other in U.S. history. This is a very encouraging step towards vindication, end quote. As you know, Hillary Clinton uh, celebrated the arrest, saying Mackey's meme went, quote, from what you consider free speech to running a very deliberate effort to mislead people about where and how to vote. So it went from free speech to action meant to subvert the election because thousands of people who they targeted through their algorithms would not be able to vote substantially and realistically, end quote, said Hillary Clinton. Mackey said if he loses the appeal in the second court, he intends to take his case all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court. Mackey caught the attention of former President Donald Trump, and here is what Trump had to say on Truth Social about the Biden censorship regime. Listen and watch this. Joe Biden and the radical left Democrats are trying to pose as the defenders of democracy, but in fact, they're the ones destroying our democracy. Crooked Joe and his henchmen have tried to shut down free speech with a massive government censorship operation to silence their critics. They're putting Douglas McKay in jail for sharing a joking meme about Hillary Clinton seven years ago. Nobody ever heard of anything like that. They have four bogus criminal cases trying to put their leading political rival, me, in prison. Let's put him in prison. He's leading by a lot. There's no way we can beat him. Let's put him in prison. They're running police state operations to infiltrate the Catholic Church as if it were a communist country. They're persecuting Christians and pro-life activists. They're persecuting anybody they want to persecute. They've labeled ordinary Republicans and parents at school board meetings as potential domestic terrorists. They're resettling millions of migrants into our communities, destroying our country like it's never been destroyed before. They're calling our citizens criminals. They rigged the last election. They rigged the Democrat primary, and they're trying to get their rivals thrown off the ballot everywhere they can. And they're constantly trying to delegitimize the Supreme Court of the United States and threatening conservative judges with violence. In short, nothing about crooked Joe Biden and the anti-democratic party has anything to do with defending democracy. So if crooked Joe wants to turn this election into a question of which candidate will defend our democracy and freedom, then I say, bring it on. Let's go, Joe, bring it on, because you are a corrupt person. You're the most corrupt president in our history. And by the way, the most incompetent president in our history. Because Americans don't like tyrants, we don't like fascists, we don't like communists, so we don't like crooked Joe Biden. You just have to look at the polls. With your vote on Election Day 2024, America will be a free nation once again. We will be free and we will be great. Thank you. Speaking of Donald Trump, the Supreme Court of the United States could indirectly get involved in the January 6th charges against former President Donald J. Trump if it decides to hear the cases of three protesters that have been charged with obstructing an official proceeding, which is the same charge that Trump is facing. NBC reporting that the Supreme Court is in the process of reviewing three challenges 
from convicts Joseph Fisher, Edward Lang, and Garrett Miller. Originally, the court was going to talk about these cases at their weekly meeting on Friday of last week. However, that meeting had to be canceled because former Justice Sandra Day O'Connor died. The case is most likely to be heard on December the 8th. The charge against Fisher, Lang, and Miller, they are charging and claiming is an overextension of a U.S. code, according to the defense attorneys, which says it is illegal to corruptly block influence or slow any official action the defendants want the charges against them to be dropped its purpose is to protect people from destroying evidence and not to protest or even fight now trump's lawyers are arguing quote thus the indictment takes a statute directed at the destruction of records in accounting fraud and then applies it to disputing the outcome of a presidential election they claim this stretches the statutory language beyond any plausible meaning to its text if the case or the cases are taken up by the Supreme Court, Randall Eliason, a former federal prosecutor and professor at George Washington University Law School, told NBC News that Trump could credibly ask to delay his trial until the case is resolved. This could push Trump's trial past Election Day 2024, but it might not. She said that if the Supreme Court steps in, the decision would probably come before the end of June, and then the trial could still happen before November. So, geez, go figure. Prosecutors trying to zealously overstep their bounds with a statute on federal code in an attempt to squash your right to protest and challenge things. Who knew? And lastly, we get to AM radio in cars. And we've talked about this a lot here on Kale and Company. And the latest with Ted Cruz and his effort to ensure that free, uh, free speech continues to exist in your vehicles. As we know, the left has tried to destroy talk radio for many years because it's one of the few mediums dominated by conservatives. Now, Ted Cruz and Edward Markey, Democratic senator from Massachusetts, have led this bipartisan effort to keep AM radios in your vehicles. And the latest update, according to RedState.com, when it comes to free speech, such as Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, a Capitol Hill source familiar with Ted Cruz and his efforts to save AM radio told Red State that the conservative plans to file a hotline motion to his bill. His bill, AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act of 2023, with colleagues before the end of this week as they hope to hotline this. Now, when a senator hotlines a bill, he basically reaches out to every colleague to secure consensus from all 100 senators. This process, also called clearance, allows the bill to proceed expeditiously to passage by unanimous consent. The source told Red State Cruz and his co-sponsor Ed Markey that they are concerned that automakers have already begun removing AM radios from new vehicles, and if not stopped through governmental action, millions of drivers will be disconnected just by the natural attrition of marketplace turnover. So if you look at it, you've got social media and big tech, college campuses, the government, federal courts over memes, Donald Trump, January 6th, to even AM radios in your little old car. Where and when will it stop? The establishment continues to hack away at the First Amendment. And free speech won't live here if you allow them to systematically take it away from you. And at the very latest, maybe even out of your car. And that's the big take. The big take on Kale and Company. 
All right, Big Take, if you want to jump in, 855-839-1210, the phone number, Twitter and Instagram, at 1210WPHD. And, of course, you can be a part of the Kalen Company comment community on YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHD. Hit the like and subscribe buttons and join the show today. We will come back, get into this latest little twist, this little plot twist with AM radios and free speech in your car. And then a lot on the Biden and Trump front, including Joe Biden saying, I'm only running because Trump is. We'll get to that as we continue. Kale and Company, Nick, Dawn, and Greg, 6 o'clock hour underway here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Nick Hale and I differ on this, but I'm going with the Eagles' uh, money line at a plus 146 on Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys. That's right. It's Dallas week, baby. Don't forget, coming up at 830, 825-ish, Tony Bruno on uh, Kale and Company. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. All you have to do is place that $5 money line bet on the Eagles on Sunday, and you get $150 in bonus bets. All you have to do is sign up right now. Go to FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1210 WPHT and the NFL. 21 note of president of PA. First online real money wager. Only $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issue does not withdraw, but bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Sympathy for the devil. This date, 55 years ago, <clears throat> the Rolling Stones released their... Probably what started their uh, their run of, you know, legendary albums. This is Beggar's Banquet. Sympathy for the Devil is on this album. Released 55 years ago, uh, December 6, 1968. Wow. Yeah. 15 years before I even became an, it- an itch in my daddy's pants. The Stones' road to immortality began. And, and, and they're touring... Next summer, <laughs> which is amazing. It, it really is. It I'm really a, is. You know, I, I might actually have to go. Like, if they come anywhere in this area, yeah. general area, this well, they are. They're coming. They are? Yeah, June, June 11th. That's right. Here. So right. we have to. We should go as a show because this this is definitely that would be amazing. This is definitely the last time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, are we, are we right? sure? Are we I don't sure know. I mean, it? just 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 age itself. Eighty years old. Uh, Diane huh? Feinstein stick around and sit in the set in the house till she was uh, ninety. <laughs> well, I'm, not, I'm not saying they're gonna die tomorrow. I'm just saying that, like, you know, how much longer can they be doing this? I think it keeps them young, keeps yeah. them yeah, alive. You're probably right. Speaking of which, Denny Lane, singer, guitarist of the Moody Blues and Wings, yep. died at the age of seventy nine after some health setbacks. Yeah, mm. yeah. I have I have some Moody Blues coming up later on in the show too. Mm-hmm. All right. 855-839-1210 to join the conversation. We'll get to this story with Joe Biden where he's not sure that he'd be running if Trump was not running in 2024. But I, I do want to have a little bit of conversation here with the, the big take this morning with free speech because I was thinking about it from three different levels. You've got uh, you know some federal court stuff. You've got the Supreme Court and you've got Ted Cruz and Edward Markey with AM radio in their cars. And I was thinking about this with free speech. You know, the left doesn't care about free speech because much like the migrant crisis, it's not an issue to them until it shows up on their porch and their front step. 
because nobody is being censored on the left, right? They they have carte blanche. They have they can say anything they would like, so they don't ever have to worry about fighting for free speech. But then I'm thinking about what's going on with Ted Cruz and Ed Markey. And if if you recall, I think the last time we talked about this story was late in the summer when it looked like everything was going in the right direction. And now Ted Cruz is saying, "Hold on a second, we gotta we gotta put a little added emphasis here, and we gotta hotline this sucker uh, because AM radio and cars are already ba- basically being removed." And you think about what Greg said this morning with um, you know these podcasts and a lot of these companies now kind of cutting the cord a little bit and scaling back because a lot of them aren't making money. And I mentioned you know you look, talk about TV, you talk about satellite radio, you talk about uh, podcasts. We were told all of these things would be the thing that puts the final nail in the coffin for you know terrestrial radio as we know it. And it's not true. It's it's the car companies mm-hmm. and the government that have the most power to actually impact what the three of us do for a living and what you out there in radio land listen to, which is why I think to some extent, and one of the reasons why stalkers always begging for you to download the app and subscribe to this, is if they yank the radio out of your car, so to speak, with the new computerized stuff that we see in these awesome vehicles today, you can still download the app and listen, you know, with your Bluetooth in your car. That that's one of the big reasons why we push the Odyssey app because maybe one day, hopefully long after I'm dead and gone and made enough money to retire in this career, maybe AM radio really is gone and it all is app based. And that's why we push it so much. I just think of the term driver equity. So for probably this audience, for most of the audience, you know, um, maybe higher higher level, higher income earnings so maybe newer vehicles have a smartphone but what about those individuals that don't have all that and not just us our sister station kw news radio even though you can listen to them on fm they still have their same am Mm -hmm. and so whatever happened to that that if you have a certain life where you don't have all the bells and whistles or the brand new stuff Mm -hmm. i thought that we were all about you know equity and inclusion and equality right and as well, the, I think the the one way that the, they sold it really was to say, in the event of an emergency, you can still get that old AM. You know, your app might not be working if something's down, mm-hmm. but you can get, if you have especially an old school radio or vehicle, you can get the AM. Right. And so it, there is a safety aspect to it. There is, in, in New Jersey, you know, we talk about the fact they don't have a t- uh, an actual television market in New Jersey. And for Sandy and other weather warnings, they actually don't have a local station that that meteorologist is going to come on specifically crazy. for that area. Right. Mike Carr on the YouTube chat says, aren't we capitalists? Why are we forcing car companies to put AM radios in cars? If I want AM radio, I'll pay for the upgrade or stream on my phone. But why are we, what do you mean you'll put AM radio in? They're already in your car. No, but forcing car companies by by the government his point which is which is an interesting one his point is by the government strong arming car companies mm-hmm. they're allegedly saying you will do this or else being a capitalist shouldn't you want it the free market to decide the problem with the free marketing or the free market deciding in this is the free market is not deciding in this no. it's it's a bunch of it's a bunch of people that want to see am radio go away because they don't like what we do or say right. it's, it's it has nothing to do with the 
interference or yeah. whatever the crap that they're yeah, claiming. I, I, I don't think it's interference, and I don't think it's, hey, we want to take away your ability to be prepared in the case of a, a tornado or a hurricane. They don't like the content that we put out, Agreed. and this is one of the few outlets. I mean, if you think about it, you've got s- certain um, you know influencers on social media with a podcast. You have AM radio or just news talk in general, whether it's AM or FM or on an app. You have Fox News, you have Newsmax, you have OAN, but mainstream media outnumbers, you know, the alternative media eight to one or something like that. It's like it's like Democrats versus Republicans in the Philadelphia area. It's like a seven to one disadvantage. So, but I think the way that they frame this is, if you're Ted Cruz, if you're Ed Markey, it's not so much about. Yeah, cer- certainly a big part of it is the free speech aspect and and the content that we put out. But your sales pitch has to be to these companies the safety of Americans, right? Because this is not everybody, like Dawn's point, not everybody has, Mm -hmm. you know, in New Jersey a a media market or whatever that can cover certain things. And we think about it as people that are, you know, East Coasters, but think about living out in the middle of nowhere, right? Like in Nebraska, in Arkansas, in Mississippi, right? Like a lot of those people, that like the AM radio is maybe even more imperative to those people. It's funny because, you know, like I see statistics and more and more and more, even even since, Nick, you've been here, um, you know, which has only been a year, like we've, we've seen our Odyssey app grow exponentially. You know what I mean? More people, more and more people are listening to us on the Odyssey app. Um, so I think that this is going to kind of all wash out in the end anyway, because I think at the end of the day, in the next couple of years, like the whole radio thing, it's just like every car is going to be digital. So you can just, ha- you can literally pick up any radio station you want to in the entire com- in the entire country with a, you know, with a smart dashboard or car mm-hmm. player or whatever they call it now. Yep. So at the end of the day, I think it is just, it, you know, we're we're moving towards that anyway and i'm seeing that as more and more people are downloading the odyssey app and yeah. listening to us online well it's been a slow and gradual progression it's gone from am to uh then all of a sudden you started seeing news and talk and sports talk stations going to fm yep. then you have the kind of the creation of the hd radio which basically gives you that fm feel and sound to it and then they go from that to all of a sudden the new crave is you know uh the new craze I should say is uh, streaming and remember before the apps yeah. Like stations were promoting, hey, go to our website and you mm-hmm. can pull up a little browser that yep. streams it. Remember that? Yeah. Now it's all now it's all on your phone. What's what's it, what's frustrating for me is is that we are literally the only AM radio station left. I know Dawn said KYW is still uh, on AM, but you know they have an FM signal, so I don't know how much play they still get on AM. I'm sure some, but not uh, not the majority of it. So we're literally the only game in town left on AM. Yes, I know there's another talk station but literally they have seven listeners literally seven <laughs> listeners so um they don't even show up in ratings books um so so we're literally the only game in town and the fact that we can still be a top 10 radio station mm-hmm. with 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 no other like you have to physically go to the am dial to find us yeah. you're not there's no sampling right. you know what i mean like you're not going to stumble Upon us, you have to go to the AM side. Top ten in with AM radio in yep. 2023 in a big blue city. Yes, let exactly. That, let that sink. In. Exactly. But now, so so I looked up as far as the claim, you know, that that Greg said you were reading. Somebody said I'm looking up what some automakers say that, especially in EVs in the electric vehicles, 
they're saying it's costly for automakers because the modern vehicles have these onboard electronic systems like the brakes, adaptive driver assistance systems, and all this infotainment stuff that would that could distort the AM signals depending on their proximity to the radio. That's what they're claiming. Mm-hmm. I'm always just suspicious of the fact. Like I remember when CBS three and they sold some of their broadband, and it was this big thing. And you're like, why are they doing this? Because the government wants to control and monetize the airwaves. Mm-hmm. Right. And yes. so you have television. That's you have, the issue. And that's the the real the government <laughs> wants. Media. Yes. The government wants to control everything from, mm-hmm. you know, go to a marriage license. Back in the day, they didn't have marriage licenses. The government wants to license and control everything, even the freaking airwaves, yeah. which to me is crazy. By the way, I'm fully I'm totally <laughs> against marriage licenses. <laughs> they should expire like driver's licenses. Yes, they want they want more. They, Dawn is correct. They want more radio stations to be like WHYY here in town, where literally they have no sponsors. The, yep. the, the way they make money is by fundraising. You know what I mean? Like, like, mm-hmm. and and government subsidies. That's how they because yep. then they can control the message. We rely on sponsors here. We yep. rely on good good uh, people that invest money into this radio station because they. They believe in the reach of and and the power of our listeners who mm-hmm. actually you know we're we're probably the only station in town where if we tell you to go to x you, you're gonna go to x mm-hmm. because you believe in what we say so yeah, much right so that's that's the lifeblood of this radio station and for h y y to go like hey we we're we don't have commercials like that other station yeah because your government subsidized that's yeah. why right and think about how how just foolish and stupid some of these companies are that don't advertise with a station like us or don't advertise on t v on a station or a channel like like Fox News at the end of the day what what was the the famous line Michael Jordan said Republicans buy sneakers yep. too <laughs> by Nike. so you don't want as a capitalist as a business owner you don't want to grow your yeah. business and have republicans that have a lot of disposable income at, at their fingertips yep. to purchase your product yeah that's completely foolish yep but i'm not a business owner 855-839-1210 the phone number we will come back joe biden says i'm not sure i'd be running if donald trump was running uh we'll get to that story and also trump taking even bigger leads in all of the swing states. We will give you those details on the other side. But you might be in the mood to swing on by Wawa, grab yourself a cup of coffee, maybe a sizzly, a breakfast sandwich. While you're there, grab some gift cards. Or if you don't have time to get the gift card in store, you could do it digitally. That's the beautiful thing because Wawa has two great ways to help you shop efficiently this holiday season. You could be shopping from home or maybe the office. Just don't tell the boss. It's called out. So when you want to give a gift card for Wawa, a digital gift card is the easy way to send, whether it's near or far. Just visit Wawa.com. Pick one of their festive card designs, enter your card amount, and write a message. You can choose to have your Wawa gift card show up in their inbox instantly or schedule it to arrive at just the right moment like magic. Buy a digital gift card today and give the gift of Wawa to somebody that you love. Or if you're out and about in the hustle and the bustle and that's your kind of thing and you're doing some shopping, head on over to your local Wawa and grab a gift card at one of their locations. You'll find gift cards for the Wawa fans in your life and for the fans of other brands like Amazon or Roblox. Grab one of those options for your boss or your favorite aunt or uncle and make anybody's season bright. 
in one Wawa run. Happy holidays from Wawa, your one-stop gift shop card. Give Wawa.com a check and take a look at what they have to offer or stop in and see store for details. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. As we continue, Nick Dawn and Greg here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. What's on the cut sheet coming up? 745, as the Ivy League gets roasted yesterday, you will hear a lot of that. Also, Tony Bruno at 825 this morning. So a couple of interesting things on the Joe Biden, Donald Trump front when it comes to 2024. Uh, This story from Reuters, and I I thought the headline was very interesting. Biden not sure that he'd be running if Trump was not running in 2024. So President Joe Biden said yesterday that he may have skipped mounting a 2024 re-election bid if he were not facing Donald Trump because the Republican poses a unique threat to the United States. Quote, if Trump wasn't running, I'm not sure that I'd be running, Biden said at a fundraising event yesterday outside of Boston. Uh, He also went on to say, quote, um, you know, actually, let's see here. Yeah, we cannot let Donald Trump run and win in 2024. Our nation may never look the same again. To which Trump said last night on his Fox News town hall, quote, somebody gave him a talking point that, that they thought would sound good. Uh, Reuters goes on to say that Biden seeking a second four-year term in next year's election later told reporters at the White House that he would not drop out of the race. No, not now. And quote said, Joe, uh, look, he is running and I have to run as well. So if we've been, you know, we've been having these conversations about is Joe going to get replaced? Is he going to get uh, replaced this summer at the convention? Is Gavin going to swoop in? Last week, Gavin says in his debate against Ron DeSantis with Sean Hannity that he will not be running in 2024. So if you take everybody at face value, and I'm not saying that you should, but if you do, uh, this is what I've been saying, that Joe will be the nominee because Democrats will drag a carcass all the way to the finish line if they believe that person is the best option to win and maintain a seat or control and hold power for the next amount, you know, X amount of years. But I guess here's the question. Do Democrats actually believe that Joe gives them the best chance? Or is this stubborn Joe saying he hasn't had his, enough of his fill yet? Because he's sitting here and saying, you know what? I'm the only guy that can beat Trump. I will, be, I will take one for the team in the name of democracy. They have to believe that, right? They have to yeah. believe that. But how can they when they, I guess, then polls mean nothing? So his net approval rating at negative 16, the Dems are like, this is a stinking poll. I think they're counting on, literally, I think they're counting on just people coming out and voting against Trump. Yes. Yeah. that Bingo, that's it. Now, he right. did He did later, Biden did later offer, a, a, he, reporters asked him about it when he returned from Boston, mm-hmm. and he had said, I expect so, but look, he's running, I have to run. Yep. And then he said, uh, they asked him if he'd drop out if Trump would exit the race, and he said... Not now. Right. Let, what? Right. <laughs> let me ask you. Let me ask you guys a very. Um, uh, this will probably be the only radio show that asks this question, but I'm going to ask it. Okay. Is it worth it to you? If if Joe Biden were to say, if Trump doesn't run, I will bow out. Is it worth it to you for Trump to run? 
So are you saying is it the best chance for a republic for so Trump to beat somebody not named Joe versus somebody not named Trump? Yes. To be, I mean, I, I could see if, if if we believe the polls and like okay. a Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis right. or whatever just you know wipes the floor with Biden. Is it worth it? I'm I'm just I'm just asking. I actually the question. think I actually think if you is if it you, more important to get Joe out or is it more important to get Trump in? I think, in your opinion, let, let, let me frame it this way, and I think this is the way I would answer it. I, I think if Trump and Biden were removed from the equation, we would actually have a general election of what we saw on the debate stage last week of DeSantis versus Newsom, in which I say this is just my prediction. I think DeSantis would beat Newsom in an election if we're talking about an election where Trump and Biden are not in the equation. Does that answer the question? Yeah. Okay. I think I think that's the way I would look at it. Now, I also think Trump probably could be not probably. I think he would beat Gavin Newsom. But to answer it the way you positioned it, I think DeSantis would beat Newsom. I I think there's I think Dawn's right. I think there's just so much of this Trump derangement syndrome where it's like you don't really even give a hoot what the other option is. You're just taking the other option because it's not Trump. Like there's like they don't care about the facts. They only care about the feelings. And you could sit there and say, well, but hold on a second, Bobby. Hold on, Mary. If if I told you gas would be this and groceries would be that and there would be a secure border and we would have law and order in big cities with crime and, um, you know, inflation would go. If I told you life would be significantly better in every category, but you had to vote for Trump, these people still would not vote for Trump. That That's the infuriating. And really, th- this could go down as one of the greatest case studies in politics history. That I, I know politics usually is about feelings over facts, but with this group of people, with their disdain for Trump, they don't really like. They don't care. They'll pay. They'll pay three ninety four for gas. They'll pay an extra twenty seven percent on their electricity bill. Mm-hmm. They just don't care. They want the orange man gone. They, and they and they're you know what's the old adage? You're willing to cut off your nose to spite your face. That's these people. I don't think that Trump. Is obsessed is as obsessed with Biden as Biden is with Trump. I would agree. And so, to you know, to what you're talking about, to what to Greg's question, if Biden drops out, Trump is is not affected in his mind. Mm-hmm. He wants to make America great again, get get us back where we were pre-pandemic. He feels like he did not finish the job and wants to you know get back in mm-hmm. and and do right. Yep. So I don't think that Trump is motivated. I actually don't think he's motivated at all by Biden. But I do worry moving forward. And even last night, I know you're going to get to it, but there were points. And I watch it with my teenage son because I had a late thing at school, right? So I'm watching. And my take on Trump, because I'm listening to the content of what he's saying. Mm -hmm. But in the context of the Liz Cheney book that she's her book tour. Everybody's and they, got a book. And I know you're going to play all that. But he's some of his comments, those one-liners, play into the, the rhetoric that is happening with those stations like Rachel Maddow and CNB, or excuse me, uh, CNN and yep. NB, you know, all those cable stations, whatever. And so I just think to myself, okay, I wish that the primary were over. I know tonight is a debate. They don't have a shot. I wish all the Republicans would rally around their candidate and just rally around him mm-hmm. yep. and, and, and make up a plan. Say, look, 
at some point, I mean, I don't know how it all works, but at some point, if they see in the polls, if they say, look, we're going to drop out, we're going to rally around you. But at some point, even next summer before the convention, we see in the polls that you can't be Biden, mm-hmm. then we've got to cut a new deal. Yep. I really, seriously, I wish they would do that. I agree. Because, I, at, with you. right, because at this point, he's got to pivot. Yep. And so he's playing to that Iowa audience, but he's on Hannity. It's a national audience. Yep. So this morning, all they're playing is like these clips out of context. All the headlines are out of context. And so I'm just watching last night going, oh, God, just I want you to talk about the economy. I want you to just get into it. But he can't because he's in a primary. Coming up next, Donald Trump's lead over Joe Biden in the six battleground states increases in the latest polls. Are we going to take the bait again? Kale and company, hour two on the way here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.